Hello and good day to our school community. This is Dr. James Cation, Superintendent of the Briarcliff Manor School District, and your host for today's Supercast, where we engage in interesting conversations with interesting people from around the school district and throughout the region. I hope you enjoy today's conversation. Good day and welcome to the podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Briarcliff High School's Science Research Program. The Briarcliff Manor Science Research Program is a three-year course of study in the natural and social sciences. Students complete this course of study by connecting with a mentor in a student-selected field of inquiry and conducting research in university, corporate, and private laboratories regionally, around the country, and across the world. Students can earn up to 12 credits from the University of Albany for their involvement in the program. I'd like to welcome today seniors Madeline Road and Nitya Shukla and junior Elise Nakamara. Welcome to the conversation, girls. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm going to, so we have two juniors and a senior. So Madeline and Nitya, you guys are seniors. And so I'm going to start with you guys. Can you talk to me about how you became aware of the Barcliffe Manor Science Research Program and what inspired you to get involved? So my sister was actually previously part of the science research program. And I remember kind of watching her present and stuff like that. I thought it was super interesting. And given that Briarcliff offers this elective, it's just, I think it's a treat to be able to find out more about your interests. And I thought that that really strike me as something I'd wanted to pursue. Great. Yeah, for me, I was kind of introduced to it through the course guidelines that had science research as an option. And I also saw a few of the older kids presenting that really drew my interest. And my parents also conduct scientific research. So I was interested in kind of what they do, as well as just conducting my own research. So you went from being inspired by seeing people conduct the research and give those presentations to both of you have won the BASF Expanding Knowledge in Science Award at at WESF. Talk to me about what it felt like to, to be a part of that process. It was nice to be rewarded for something that we worked so hard on. And it was it was also the whole process of meeting judges and professionals in the field was also super interesting at the competition and also connecting with others that are our age and also pursuing different, a variety of research. Great. Yeah, similar to what Nisha said, it was also nice to see the variety of projects, even directly like sitting next to us at the tables. And it was great to talk with the judges at WESF, a lot of whom were doing research similar to mine or had other insight that I didn't necessarily look into. So overall, it was an incredibly interesting and uh, experience. Well, so uh, Madeline uh, and Nitya, you guys are at the end of your research. And Elise, you're a junior, yes. so you're in the heat of it right now. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> Why don't you talk to me about that? Well, so I have my mentor from last year. And so right now I'm sort of working on making my whole research plan, designing my methodology for the research that I'm going to conduct this summer in Virginia. So I'm sort of preparing and getting ready for all of that right now. Great. So how are you feeling? It's good. It, calm, it definitely calmed down a little bit right now. I got everything set up. I've, I've established all of my methods and all of the things that I'm going to be working on this summer. Definitely in the beginning of the year, getting started and writing about everything. It was a little bit more tough and a lot a bigger workload. But right now, it's, it's definitely okay. <laughs> okay. And talk to me a little bit about your summer. While others are relaxing and going to the beach, <laughs> you all are doing what? Well, last summer entailed data collection for me. But it was it was a good experience because I'd meet with my mentor weekly. And it was kind of interesting to have these like 
weekly conversations with him, not just pertaining to science, but just in general. And yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> Great. Yeah, for me, my project was largely computational, so I didn't have to go and commute anywhere to do research. I went for two days up to Columbia just to meet with my mentor and see their lab and just hang out. But overall, it was done like over Zoom and on my computer. But that was a lot of hours of learning the code and then a lot of bug fixing. <laughs> we ran into some troubles with my computer and then the program. So it was just a lot of that work and kind of like the nitty gritty stuff. Oh, great. So so in addition to it being a three-year program, it's all year long, right? It's, it's, it's Yeah. yeah that's, that's great. So talk to me a little bit about the process of selecting your area of inquiry. What, what, and, and could you tell me about what the name of your projects are uh, if you, if you have them decided already? So my project was investigated sex differences in the musculoskeletal modeling parameters of the upper and lower leg. So basically, we examined the musculoskeletal differences between men and women and tried to see if this, the, there were significant discrepancies between the two. And I first discovered this project because I took an engineering course in freshman year and I was kind of, we did a project that was kind of relating to prosthetics. And then I went, I entered science research and I was like, huh, what do I want to pursue? I was like thinking about prosthetics and stuff like that. And then I discovered brain-computer interfaces. And my mentor kind of works more on the neuroscience aspect of BCIs. But, and then musculoskeletal modeling is kind of a branch of what he's working on. So I kind of got involved in that through my mentor. Great. Maddie? So my project is titled Benchmarking Spatial Transcriptomic Analytical Methods for Dissecting the Breast Tumor Microenvironment. It's a lot, I know. Um, but basically what it is, is I compare different methods for the analysis of breast tumor tissue. So looking at the different kinds of cell types that are present and where they're organized. And this research helps to create individualized treatment plans so that for each person who has cancer or each individual tumor, treatments can be developed that match the makeup of that tumor. And they can also become more available, widespread for hospitals. So that was super interesting. And I started, basically, once I found my mentor, her lab works on a lot of these methods for cancers. There's many of them. And I started looking in the oldest method and over time slowly developed to the newest method and the newer one. And so the methods that I've been working on have been developed within the past, like, two to three years. And that's kind of what my progression has been, like learning each method and then working, moving on to the next one. Wow, that's impressive. And so was cancer research an area of interest to yours or was it just that you found this inspiring uh, mentor? Yeah, so I actually, I started looking more into the spectroscopy aspect, which is looking at materials and organisms and stuff like that. And then cancer is a big component of the field. So I would just kind of join that alongside my mentor. Great. Thank you. Um, my project is titled The Depletion of Glycosaminoglycan Molecules or GAG Molecules Enhances the Interface Repair and Integration Abilities or Function of Meniscal Cartilage in Injuries. And that's why I have you guys uh, talk about them. <laughs> um, so basically, going back, I'm, I'm a competitive dancer. So that obviously comes with a lot of body strain and a lot of injuries and every, I don't know. So... I entered into the program, the first year of your program going in sophomore year. The teachers ask you to sort of choose like an 
area, like a field, like a very general topic before you go into the program. So I was like, okay, that's really cool to me. Like I, I've gotten injured various times. So I was like, that's what I'm interested in. I'm, that's what I'm going to go in observing. And then over the course of the year, I sort of changed my track. And now, now then I was looking at rehabilitation and like sports medicine and physical therapy and stem cell treatments and all that. So I sort of made my, like very slowly made my way to this topic, which sort of involves depleting a molecule in the meniscal cartilage to treat, to um, develop a new treatment instead of like a basic surgical procedure. So what do you, what do you hope will be the, the import of your findings? Essentially, the past surgeries that they have for meniscal cartilage tears or injuries involve taking out the whole meniscus or taking out part of the meniscus. And there's various stem cell treatments, then something different works for everybody. But all of those treatments have have proven to lead to the early onset of osteoarthritis. So in the long term, the surgical procedures are not logical and not super helpful. So I hope that my research sort of finds a new way around these surgical procedures that can in the long term be more helpful and um, avoid reoccurrence of other injuries or reoccurrence of future symptoms that prolong the healing. So so, so the long-term implications of having these surgeries means as you get older, you develop... Yeah, yeah. Removing the whole meniscus with these surgical procedures, you have joint on joint. So over time, that's obviously not very comfortable. And so I'm hoping to find something that avoids having to go through that. And why do you think your uh, results are important? So my results, I think, are important because it kind of gauges the data that there is out there for musculoskeletal models. And this is important because for the applications of musculoskeletal models, which are quite broad, um, but particularly in the healthcare sector where motor disorders affect men and women in disproportionate amounts. So it's important to understand how much data there is out there and how representational it is. Great. Maddie? Yeah, so since my project focuses on methods for analyzing breast cancer, improving these methods can help us to better understand the makeup of cancers and how they function with individuals and how they differ in, from individual to individual. So obviously it lends a, a better understanding of cancer, but it can also improve our treatments for cancer as if you have widespread analyses for an individual cancer, then you can individualize the treatment plan and better tailor it to each person. All right, great. Thank you. Now, three years is a long time. Have you ever become discouraged or run into problems that maybe you want to talk about? Um, did you ever think of giving up and just doing something else? I would, I don't think I ever thought of giving up, but I remember trying to find a mentor was a very stressful process because it was kind of like, you're in the program or not once you get a mentor because that's kind of like the limit of how far you could send your research. Um, so luckily that worked out for me, but I remember that being kind of stressful. So you're so as you're you're a sophomore, you're developing your research question and you're looking for a mentor. Yes. Once you find your mentor, then ideally you would develop more of an in-depth research question. And ideally, when are you hoping to connect with a mentor or find a mentor who's going to willing um, to work with you? I think like beginning of junior year. Yeah. Anywhere from yeah. sophomore to junior year. So that's got to be stressful. So here you are, 14, 15 years old. You're <laughs> communicating with a laboratory specialist somewhere, and you're trying to convince that person to work with you. Mm -hmm. um, what, what kind of things did you say to get that person to agree to work with you? Um, I just kind of stated the circumstance I was in, just saying like, I'd love to learn more about this field. And I'm like, 
an active, I would love to learn. I'm a learner. Um, and I think a lot of professionals in the field respect that because they want to kind of give their knowledge to others. And that's what I really admire about my mentor. He's someone who wants to, he, he gets no, there is no advantage of helping me, but it's clear that he just wants to, he's very passionate about this field and he wants to kind of give that knowledge to me. That's great. Maddie? I'm going to say yes, definitely. <laughs> I felt discouraged. Um, for me, the biggest point was right the summer before senior year when you're kind of conducting all of your research and getting your paper together. There were just a lot of delays because I was kind of on my mentor's timeline. So I had to wait for some data and then it took some time to learn the actual code. And I was just worried that it wouldn't all get done in time. Thankfully, it did. It just took a lot of work on my part. But it was definitely a struggle feeling like maybe my project wouldn't work out after so many years of work of hard work. But I just kept kept at it and it worked out. So I'm really happy for that. That's great, Maddie. Elise? I definitely, in my sophomore year, so last year, the mentor search was 100% one of the hardest parts of the program. I, I remember I was one of the last ones in my class to actually get a mentor. And so watching everybody around you, like watching all your friends get your their mentors and be like, oh, I'm going here over the summer. I'm going to do this. Like I have this whole plan and I'm just sitting here reading my articles looking for somebody to help me. And I was like, oh, God, because there is a there's a time limit on it. They say, you know, they give you a lot of leeway, like they let you keep looking, but it's not like if you don't have a mentor, there's no project. And so I was like, oh God, I'm not, I'm going to have to drop the, I'm going to have to drop the class. And you know, it's a lot of time that I just spent this whole year reading articles and researching and, and it, it was unfortunate. Like I got scared, but obviously you keep fighting, you keep working, you keep reading. And it, it was a, it was a weird process because it's not something that a sophomore is sending these professional emails out to random scientists that they found. They're like, I love your research. Like, can I please come do this with you? It's not something you're used to. So it definitely was a weird experience, but as long as you keep at it and you keep reading and you keep, it, it usually it generally works out very well. How did the breakthrough happen for you? Well, I, I definitely sent a lot of emails out to a lot of different people. And I, even one person just rejected me. They were like, I'm sorry, I don't have time. And obviously that happens. Like that's completely normal for the, in that field. But I emailed, I found this one article one day and I was like, well, I would love for this to happen because I like this. This is my interest more so than some of the other people I was emailing. I was emailing like, you know, I'm at some points I was like, I just want a mentor. <laughs> like, please just help me. But I found this article and I was, I was really interested in the work. So I was like, let me just email. Like one more email is not going to hurt. And then she emailed me back and it was a very nice response. It was a, it was a couple paragraphs and she was explaining to me, I was like, I haven't gotten this before. Cause you know, some people are just like, um, like they're like, why are you emailing me? But, um, definitely that was a really big breakthrough point for me. And she's my mentor today. So I'm very grateful. Great. Thanks, Elise. That was, that was wonderful. Um, and what have you learned about yourself as a result of your involvement in the program? I've learned that research is something that I may want to pursue in the future. This process has been, as we've talked about, it's had its ups and downs, but I think I learned a lot through this process. Yeah, I think one of the most important things I learned about myself is kind of how I handle new information, especially for my topic. There was 
a big learning curve that I had to overcome. And it was definitely a struggle at times, feeling like I couldn't know enough or that I wasn't going to be able to answer questions from judges. So I think just learning that I can be okay with learning as much as I can and the amount of time that I can, but also sifting through information to find the pieces that I understand and that would be most helpful learned a lot about. So that's very interesting, right? So you're so as a student, you're used to being asked by question by someone who know, who's the expert. Now you guys are the expert, yeah. right? What what was it what did that feel like? You're explaining to people asking sincere questions because they don't actually know the answers. So what what, what was that experience like? It was strange, like especially like presenting in front of parents and stuff who weren't as familiar with your topic. Um, but I think it's my I was talking to my mentor about this a lot and he was saying like it's always good to be able to simplify things and put things into layman's terms. Um, and I think that's a good skill to have. Yeah, and it's definitely a challenge because you obviously can't answer every question that you come across. So it's a lot, takes a lot of critical thinking to sift through what information you do know and use that to give the best answer that you can, or even being comfortable enough to admit that, hey, I don't know this, but I'll get back to you and looking it up later on. That's great. I like that that notion of this making the connection, being able to communicate science, the world of science, communicating with the layperson, right? Part of the problem in modern society is there's a disconnect between what science tells us and what our opinions are, right, sometimes. So that's very interesting. Elise, what kind of life lessons are you taking away from this process? Um, I think whenever I talk to people about the science research program, I always talk about how it teaches you such valuable lessons for life and valuable lessons for communicating with professionals and even doing research in real labs. And I think that that is something that I found that I really like to do as well, even though I'm still a junior, but it's definitely sparked my interests a lot. And I think that I love how the program is very individualized to you and you have a lot of independent time to sort of figure out how you want to work and what what methods you work best with and stuff like that. So that's what I really like and what's been valuable to me. Great. Life lessons from you guys? Life lessons. I would say networking was a major life lesson that I learned through this. Um, just like reaching out to people and not being afraid to ask questions and not being afraid to learn and make mistakes. So a sense of agency. I, I can do this. I have the ability. I don't know. How old were you, Elise, when you wrote your first email? 16, 16 15. 15, 16 years old. And yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Maddie? Yeah. Just similar to what they said, just how to navigate the professional environment of research and of academia. Um, you learn a lot about connecting with mentors and relating information, but also about um, professionalism and time management and presented presentation skills because we have a lot of those in science research. But it's just a lot of useful skills for the future and for having a job or working in research later on. Now, and can you guys talk to me about what your mentors have meant to you now, whether this is the mentor you have in the lab or whether this is a, another mentor that you want to talk about who has inspired and helped you? What, what does that connection with a mentor mean to you? Or what has it meant to you? Um, I think be, having a connection with my mentor has meant a lot to me throughout this process because I think he's just so open to the idea that I'm willing to learn and I'm willing to better myself through this research opportunity. And he said various times, like, I hope this is an enjoyable experience for you. And he's just trying to be the best mentor he can be. Um, I think 
Yeah, and I'd love to like stay in contact with him after school and in future endeavors as well. So I think I've made a very good connection through the science research program. So do you mind telling me who your mentor is and where they're located? So my mentor's name is Dr. Hardesty, and he's based in Albany. Yeah, similar to Nietzsche, my mentors have been incredibly important, not just for my project and helping me through the the big learning curve that I talked about and taking time to like sit with me and explain stuff that maybe has seemed like trivial to them, but it definitely for me was difficult. Um, And they also were really accepting to me like for the into their lab. Um, For the two days that I was at Columbia, I sat in on some of their lab meetings. And since I want to go into research later on, it was incredibly interesting to me to see how research functions and how a lab functions aside from high school and in like later later learning grad school and um, being even a principal researcher. So those were all super interesting to me and they've definitely been supportive all the way through um, for all the competitions and stuff. And yeah, I'd also love to stay in contact with them later on. That's great. And in, in, in the name of your mentor yes. and where they're located? So my mentors were Dr. Elham Azizi and Dr. Siuha at Columbia University. Great. Thanks. Um, I think that sort of what Nitya was saying before, that somebody that the fact that somebody's willing to help you and answer mm-hmm. all of your questions and explain all of these strange phenomena that you've never heard about as a 16, 15-year-old in your sophomore year is really comforting and it's very nice. Obviously, you have your advisors or your teachers in class, but everybody's project is so individualized to them that nobody has all the answers to these everybody's project. So having that one person that's willing to explain to you and willing to provide you with all this information and all of these materials to do your research, it it's a very nice experience and very nice to have you. Great, thanks. And your mentor is? Um, her name is Dr. Jennifer Puitzer, and she's in at Virginia Commonwealth University. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, and talk to me a little bit about your teacher advisors and what they've meant to you. It was nice that they have seen so many students succeed in the science research program that they were able to give the right advice tailored for your own project as well. But they were able to understand which part you were in your research project and were able to always answer questions. Great. Yeah, it was helpful because they really walk you through the process of May have of having research, like finding the mentor, creating a research question and methods, and just each step-by-step step along the way, they're there to support you. And even later on for your presentations, they really help to narrow it down to layperson's terms um, so that you don't have to, because after a while, you kind of get used to talking at the highly scientific level, but it's really important to narrow it down to that level. Okay, so they kept you focused, right? Yeah. You get excited and this is a whole big yeah. world out there. But no, we, we have to focus our research question. Otherwise, we're not going to get a lot done, right? Great. Elise? I think that the teachers, and you have a different teacher every year. So it's a, it's a really cool to have different people helping you with the same project. And I think that the teachers make up a really big part of the whole entire three-year science research program because— they're the, they're the people that are teaching you how to read these scientific literature articles, and they're the people that are teaching you how to write these emails and giving you constructive criticism on presentations and PowerPoint skills and all of that. So they really act as a very big guidance factor in the, throughout the whole thing. Great. Thanks. All right, seniors, I'm hoping that the anxiety of college admissions is behind you. All right. Do you intend—you know, what do you intend to study in, in, 
at college. And do you think, do you see yourself in a lab? So I plan to study biomedical engineering at Cornell. And I definitely do see myself at a lab because I'd love to get that hands-on experience. I feel like that's valuable. Great. Yeah, I plan on studying either anthropology or chemistry. I'm still a little undecided. Um, Those are obviously very different things, but I'd love to continue with research and be in a lab later on, whether that be in either fields or something completely different. That's great. Thank you, Maddie. You giving it much thought yet? Elise? Um, you know, I'm starting to, but um, I definitely think, as of right now at least, I definitely want to sort of, not necessarily the same topic as my project right now, but the research on the research path. Okay. But, yeah. <laughs> Do you think you'd be a science person, like a science major? or? Yeah, I as of right now, I think so. That's always been sort of what I've been more drawn to, science math. So hopefully we'll see. <laughs> so this experience, is as anxiety-producing as it was early on, is getting you to feel comfortable about your role and your ability in the world of science and research. Definitely. It definitely introduces you to a lot of new things about the science world that you might not have known before. Great. All right. Now, any, anything, any, any interesting stories, any, anything that people who aren't involved in science research might be surprised by in terms of your experience to share before we end this wonderful conversation? I don't know any interesting stories. I would say for advice, I would say get a mentor early on. Um, Sure, like try to read and understand your field, but I feel like you'd really narrow down your topic once you get a mentor. So you have rising sophomores now contemplating getting involved in this program. Mm -hmm. Is that your your advice is designed for those rising sophomores? Get a mentor, yes. Get a mentor as quickly as possible. You heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) This is a little less academic, but Science research people love our parties, so oh, <laughs> yes, yes. we work hard, but then we also celebrate every little accomplishment, and that's one of my favorite things about science research, that we kind of come together as a community and have parties for holidays or finding a mentor or all these little um events along the way. So supporting each other through this process is something. It's not like you you yeah. go into this alone. Even though your research is unique, you have a whole network of people yep. supporting <laughs> yes. and applauding you and celebrating your successes. <laughs> that sounds great. Elise? I agree with Maddie. Even like the mentor <laughs> bell. There's a, it's a little cowbell, but every time somebody gets a mentor, you just you ring the bell. There's community events. We, we've watched movies and we even have the symposium where you get to dress up all business casual and present your research to your family and friends. It's a very fun community. Like everybody comes together and everybody's different ideas and different projects. And it's just a very big community in general. So... All right. And you brought it up. So there's something big happening this week on Thursday, right? Yeah. The annual Barcliffe High School Science Symposium. So tell here's your chance to pitch the event. Why should family and friends, if not your classmates, attend the Science Symposium? I think it's important to kind of be aware of science and technology today and kind of where that's going. And I feel like high schoolers would be able to kind of explain that in a, simplify that, if anything. So I would encourage parents to come. Great. Maddie? Yeah, it's also great to see what all of the students at Barcliffe are up to, what they're researching. And especially as you look at all the projects, you'll find things that you never even thought would have existed. Like last year, there were some projects that I looked at and I was like, wow, I really want to listen to this person present and I want to know more about their project. So it's just about that 
exploration of all the things that are out there in our world and the things that maybe pertain to your daily life that you don't think about as often. And it is kind of a party atmosphere, isn't it? Yes. You know, so there are, there are prizes, food <laughs> yeah. and prizes. Yes, yes, yes. And Elise, why should people attend the Science Symposium? I think that even though the science research community itself is very tight-knit and everybody sort of knows what's going on with each other, it's I would say it's a little bit more undercover than a lot of the other electives offered in the school in general. So I think even for classmates to come and see that people are winning competitions and going to Albany and winning money and prizes and everything, like a lot of people don't know that this is even going on. And to see these people present their own research that they went to the lab and conducted is a really cool experience. And I would agree. The presentations, particularly that the seniors give uh, that night, uh, are spectacular. And Mm -hmm. I'm very, very impressed with all of the hard work that you've been in, the results you've gotten. I'm impressed that you've gotten as far, that you persevered (laughs) through not having a mentor. I really look forward to you being on stage next year. So you'll keep me coming back, right? And uh, thank you very much for having this conversation, explaining the program and your experience in it. This has been a wonderful conversation. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Supercast. And remember, it takes all of us working together to raise healthy kids.